0: The countdown is on.
1: Is there like there has to be like a Star Trek inspired band that's called like Coolant Link?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think a live long and in podcast inspired band called Coolant Link. <laughs> coolant, coolant Link. There's a coolant.
2: They, they're headlining for Baltimore Fish, Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, headlining, yeah. they're
0: yeah. going big. Leagues. We're on. <laughs> We're live. We're live, by the way.
3: All right. So, should I start on my lead? Uh, okay. Uh, welcome everybody to another edition of deep space nine at nine ish we're here getting getting through the the slogs of season two season two episode 16 shadow play is over and has been since 1994 but we are just getting started here talking about this great great episode that Dave is super pumped to talk about the other two not sure Shadowplay. Um, uh joined by co-host kevin millard on the in the top right we have jamil robinson in the bottom left and uh aforementioned dave mater
0: uh, uh jeff i'm down here in the c storyline here down here with jake and uh commander cisco and o'brien i'm here in the okay. c
1: storyline
3: okay you can take care of that um <laughs> kevin <laughs> first first question yeah we're not we're going to ignore that storyline we're going to talk about the fact that dax is always horny and talking about romantic relationships with other
2: people what say you this is a great opening to the episode. I love this conversation with Dax and, uh, and Odo. And the Jumja girl stick. The Jumja, the Jumja stick. Jumja. It always comes it back to the Jumja. I think that's the Jumja stick. I think that there's more ever- uh,
0: acceptance of aliens now on the station. If, if, a, if a bullion can run a Jumja stick station, uh, think, you yeah. know things are progressing.
3: Dax is like, hey, you should take a notice at the Jum jum bullying girl. She's giving you the eyes, talking about her dads and law enforcement. She oh sure. It. She wants yeah. it. And Jamil knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh and what are your first takes on the the cold open of the episode with uh the Dax and Odo? You know, we get the first ever, I think, science officer you know,
1: log. I was like, Geez. science
0: officers log, here on the runabout. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So it was obviously awesome. Dax has the pulse on the station, um, you know, because I, at this point she's got to have like notches in her bed posts that are like, is this part of the design of the bed? Because there's just <laughs> so many. <laughs>
0: After seven lifetimes, you know, impersonal questions are not too fun for her anymore. So <laughs> she gets down to business.
1: <laughs> exactly, she does, and that's why I guess it kind of um, relates, like. There was never a uh, like a Dax seduction episode where we just see her on a prowl, right? Is she is she in her own like Judd um, Apatow, you know, um, wedding crashers? I'm gonna hit it a whole bunch of times type of scenario mm-hmm. in some of these like background. She's like in the D story, getting the D. You see what I did there? Yeah.
0: Yeah, in in modern be- Trek, they definitely would explore this a lot more. Uh, but at the time, they kind of—it's it, more innuendo, and kind of you have to sort of read between the lines a little bit here.
1: Innuendax, which means innuendax. Yes.
3: Right. So they find this particle field on the other side of the wormhole because well, um, that's where Cisco sent Dax to go look for this. And Odo was like, "Hey, can I tag along? Because you know I might find something about where I'm from." Right. And that's basically the premise of the episode. Uh, they they land on this planet because they find this particle this. This, the, um, Yeah, this particle thing. Uh, all these particles in one small valley. So they go to investigate. They land on this planet, and that's the cold open. Um, wh- wh- is this episode gripping you in any way, Jamil? I see you shaking your head.
1: Yeah. You, know, G- you know how it me? It's like Charlie Brown playing football with Lucy. Because did we not just see last week... Where Cisco and O'Brien went down to a planet to investigate something, and then got trapped right there. Right.
3: And next week it's Kira and Bashir's turn. You watch.
1: I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, take the runabout down, right? Take, why can't the runabout land?
0: Can't they bring more than just two people on this mission?
2: Like, can they? They have a station full of people. They, it's, they can't even get more than one ship around earth at a time (laughs) how are they gonna get three people in a runabout i don't know it's
0: (laughs) in that episode from the same season as this where like um you saw or no maybe it was i think it was this season or maybe it was it was the last season of next gen right where they have the the whole episode where picard and data and troy are on the runabout and they have this whole aft compartment where it shows like you could hold a lot of people on this runabout, it's a yeah, big ship. O'Brien offered to take about eighty people last episode with but the ex- runabout.
1: Exactly,
0: right there. Right, but you only ever see the cockpit, and so you go, "I guess, yeah, they can only bring two people." It makes sense because, you know, anything more, it's a little crowded here at the very front. Yeah, you know, at the pilot's like controls, but and they have a station full of like three hundred people, and and Odo was only here to like sightsee. He was only coming along. See if he might get a lead on where he came from.
1: Does his he career. not have civvies?
0: This is what well, he does on his civvies. That, that,
1: no, he but just like,
0: has,
3: civvies he has one
1: like, Dude, change it up.
3: He, he could go back to what he wore during the occupation, but that might p- bring back some bad memories.
1: Mm-hmm. Care's not there. That's true. Jackson care.
0: Oh, yeah. That's just his costume that's all they that, that that's just like that's your costume odo and that's what you wear so that's that's kind of i think that's really all their the only explanation you can it's kind of
1: garbage as an actor where you're like did you get to keep your wardrobe but he's like
3: yep speaking <laughs> of which um that's exactly what we kind of have a conversation with here with Cork and Kira to start off after the cold open the credits the storyline and- the, the kind of a, the G storyline here we have with uh, uh, Quark and uh, Kira talking about, you know, oh, you don't trust me. And she's like, oh, you worked with the Car- uh, Cardassians. He's like, yeah, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <So> it's kind of <laughs> pretty great. I despise you. I'm nice now. What do you want? Yeah. Right? He's like, I was just making money. What do you want?
1: She's like, I'm watching you. It's a shame that this did not tie into um, Dax's uh, original statement. It's like, does Quark love you? <laughs> you didn't know. The whole, <laughs> I despise you. Yeah, the you.
0: <laughs> yeah, this whole storyline is like, okay, Quark's cousin robbed a bank on Cardassia 5, and is bringing a whole bunch of illegal stuff, and Quark is eager to sort of move it or something and make a profit. Uh, I love it at the end where he goes, Oh, I always do whatever. His, whatever his cousin's name, Bolo. I always do Bolo was no good or whatever his name is. Uh, I thought that that was great. Like this, this like they were trying to create a dynamic here, and Cork's whole plan. He's like, I'll just bring her love interest, and she'll be distracted, and I can run my schemes. And on paper, it sounds good. I don't know if it fully works. It's, it's, it's
2: the anything with Brio doesn't work.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. But it's a a, like was it romantic comedy trope what he tried to do (laughs) right literally
3: that's true uh okay but what about the stuff here where we're with jake and 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 his father it's kind of told more from jake's point of view i feel like the whole episode that you know uh, you know classic story you know father's like oh you really got to go to like starfleet or the military or whatever our father or a parent wants you to really do he doesn't really want to do that mainly because he wants to like pave his own way he wants to go hang out with quark and he's like you should go hang out with o'brien which i would choose quark over o'brien too um
0: <clears throat> question here when will you start doing Enterprise and Voyager? We are going to do those those shows at some point, but uh, we got a, we have a three and a half year journey on D Space Nine, and uh, we're still doing original series right a now. gotta if that's the case. Yeah, yeah we, we, <laughs> we will get there though. We're we'll going we'll we'll to do Enterprise. We're going to do Enterprise first uh, before <laughs> we even get to Voyager or Next Gen for that matter. So it's uh it's kind of not exactly intuitive. It's Sorry, do <laughs>
3: No, but we're you know here we're talking about Deep Space Nine at nine uh, ish. That's that's the show that was a three and a half year journey, as Dave mentioned, of us talking about this show. Now, do we want to cover uh, some episodes of the other shows at some point? I think we will once we're done original series. Uh, yeah, I think we're halfway there. Have, well, yeah, we're halfway there, and then we'll I think we'll tackle another show at that point.
0: Jody's but, pushing Enterprise, and he wants Kevin on it.
2: <laughs> it's the only way you guys will get me to watch that piece of shit. I have tried and tried and tried and I just hate it.
3: You just have to do one at a time, one a week.
2: Did,
3: you what know what I You
2: right 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 like, it if I get to come on the podcast and tell you guys how much I hate it, I think I'll do it. I think I'll watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like I'll be like I'm gonna warn you, Jody, before <laughs> you extend that invitation. And we got Adam Woodward
3: on. He just it talks about how much he loves it, or Jody, and yeah. uh, we get the contrasting opinions. It'll be, you know, the aggressive right. the aggressive progressives. Uh, yeah,
0: I can't wait to revisit that. Yes, but uh, and maybe I'll appreciate it more. But this show, Jeff. Space 9 I think this is a good story here. I think that this was, uh, at the time, in 1994, I think that this whole Jake not wanting to follow in his father's footsteps, which is kind of, you know, this is the first father-son depiction on any of the three Star Trek shows, really, like the you know, um, and it's you know, in terms of a, uh, an ongoing relationship on the show. And it, it's, you know, I, I was kind of mad at Jake at the time. Like, what do you mean you want to be in Starfleet, man? Of course you should. Uh, but it extends in retrospect, yeah, that Jake has to be his own person and and that, that Cisco's acceptance of that and, uh, you know, uh, all of that is really plays out really well today, uh, you know, especially. But even then, you know, like, I think it was a little bit, uh, it was a bit groundbreaking.
3: So I would say there's some some really good foreshadowing in this episode for sure, especially with jake and and with with Cisco in general. uh I think we have some a little bit with odo as well the um,
2: the The part I like the most about the the Cisco and Jake conversation is he goes, "I was thinking you could work with Chief O'Brien and he goes chief O'Brien and no, he goes, well, I it. Thought you liked him. he goes, he's all right. Like, <laughs> that's kind
0: of how we feel he's all right you know I mean, he's the most important <laughs> man at starfleet but yeah. you know he's he's nobody's favorite nobody ever says i love chief o'brien they are like yeah right. he's <laughs> only, Bashir that.
3: only Bashir loves yeah o'brien yeah not even We've, keiko
0: <laughs> not <laughs> molly yeah. no, maybe not maybe hiroyoshi i don't know Only barely
3: like, knows who he is <laughs> 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 oh um, especially when she went to the warp tunnel, but that's another episode for another day. We're talking about Shadow Play, okay? Uh, shadow oh, play. Odo and Dax go to a planet, and all right, so they they meet all these people wearing war, war, war um, yeah, like war, just like war, um, <laughs> robes, and they're in like the valley, like they're in this like weird valley that they, they never leave. People are disappearing, and they're like, okay, we got to figure yeah. this out.
1: Yeah, yeah. All yeah. those people, I was like, are is this like an entire valley of people who are like. uh, Like people who run markets in like RPGs, like what? Like uh. it
3: felt like a video game. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. It did. It it kind (laughs) of, it kind of felt like you know, like I was in Zelda or like Assassin's Creed, and I had to like go around and get enough gold to get out of there. You know, that was kind of like what the vibe (laughs) of.
0: of I thought the the shirts especially were interesting design here. Uh, It was like how
3: about you wear about five shirts and and just like make them all kind of like beige or white.
1: And the ladies and,
0: uh, were like Flintstone characters with these bones in their hair. Um, did
3: metal Mr. bones.
1: T know about this? Was he supposed to like lead the village? Like, what's with all the chains? How many beads did he need? They're a
0: bead happy. Like, they like to wear these chefs hats, um, and they kind of wear like sort of these golf shirts. Um, and they have
3: medallions. They wear a medallion.
0: Yeah, and they got, um, and they and they wear bones in their hair. Um, yeah. Three bones, like like.
1: Wilma Flintstone.
3: This might be one of like she's an annoying kid for Star Trek, but she's one of the least How annoying kids. Annoying? That's no, I know, I know. Uh, of all the kids in Star Trek, she was one of the least. That was, I was trying to get uh, least annoying. Uh, you know, you have you go through Alexander's and you get you go through the bunch. She was um, good in
0: this episode, Jeff. Naomi, she was she was evil in the other one.
3: Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Naomi, she's not Naomi Wildman.
0: Yeah.
1: No, no, that's she is homeless.
0: one who she, played. Clara yeah. Sutter. No, no, she and, was good in the other one too. She was good in both.
1: She would have slapped Alexander. Go, Remember the
0: on? one, uh, the episode where the girl's got the imaginary friend who turns out to be an evil alien? That's yep. in
3: TNG. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So she also, that Clara girl, she also played that, the good one, though, not the evil
2: one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah.
0: But
3: she I she like could have played evil.
2: I like no. this, this interaction between her and Odo because it, it, it actually reminds you that Odo, even though he's a grumpy old man character, he's mm-hmm. a child.
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: So he relates to her very, really well. Like he, he really, they, they really get along and it's, and I think it is because he is also very young. Yeah. yeah this Odo, is a great
0: episode for Odo.
3: Yeah. Is it is it a great episode for him? I mean, like, yeah, there's some nice things I enjoy. I think he has some growth, but not really. He doesn't really ultimately find anything out about who he is or where he's from. He kind of more finds like this inner strength to kind of like tell people, you know, hey, find love in your heart and love, you know, don't tell tell the don't let your mind convince you that you don't deserve this, or it's kind of what he was saying to to the guy, the one guy, I'm kind of ruining it, but the one guy at the end of the the, the episode here that is great, like living in this holographic projection, and he he's like just created this, and he was just going to live in it forever, but then decides why, at one point, why
0: Jeff? Why did he? Why did he build that hologram?
1: Family porn.
3: Yeah, I had something to do with porn. It's and family because, porn.
0: Like his, <laughs> his planet was conquered by the Dominion. dominion Dominion. it's a mention it's a foreshadow to the dominion which is will become a big deal on this show so it's another it's another kind of like subtle drop of that in the series in like the second season did you all
1: catch the subtle change in how odo referred to himself he's like i'm a shifter shifter and she's like yeah you mean a changeling yeah right right it's another it's, it's like the introduction of the changeling
0: term which will become They'll say it a lot more after this episode. I think yeah. this is the first time it's said. Um she just straight
1: up told him, like, changeling. You no, know, you're changeling.
0: Even <laughs> this idea of holograms as more than just um like like sort of dispensable and they that they have their that they're people to like they had done this a little bit in next gen already, like with Moriarty and some of the other characters, but uh and and obviously the doctor in Voyager would would definitely Carry that torch forward, but this is another example. Of, you know, like later on Odo's speech of like, why should you care if a hologram cries and all that? That was I like I, I was crying, you know, and uh, I thought I thought Odo and uh, was really strong. I don't know if he grows as a person as much as he stays to kind of who he is. But it's
1: a hypocritic, hypocritical, hypocritical uh, speech because if he doesn't turn around and go straight and shut down those Hollow Suites, then it's just BS.
0: Well, okay, yeah. wait, wait, okay, wait, okay, we can get into like the, the minutiae of photonic rights because I think that some holograms maybe have a little bit more uh sentience than other
2: holograms.
3: This is the whole argument oh of Oh my the, god,
2: Dave, what did you just say? I know. <laughs> you see so
3: this is the whole argument of Holy like shit. This
1: is for <laughs> that.
3: This is, that. is <laughs> the whole argument here, like is the the EMH from season seven, is he the same thing in your mind as the EMH from like season one? You know, episode one. Is he the same thing? You know, is it or is he has because he's lived in this world and built relationships? Is it now that
0: then you know you know what I mean? Like, I, I think a program as sophisticated as the EMH was always it always uh, has the potential to be whatever they want to be, but. Uh, the, the like, not all holograms. Some holograms are just like, yeah, like they're more like they're they're not like they don't they're just holograms. Like they don't they they're not they are not they are just simulated. They're simulation. They're, they're
3: not simulation. They're fictional. They're fictional characters, characters. You know, like
0: the same thing as the holographic bird. It's not a real bird. It's it's not programmed to feel pain or think or do Actually,
3: anything. Like it that.
1: is programmed to feel pain. The bird so it reacts.
3: So so this is the argument that Odo is fighting against at the end of the episode, Dave. He's saying to you, no, you have to, you do love her and she loves you and Dax is in on it too. She's all in the big love fest. And she, you know, they're like, you go live in your fictional world, the Dominion destroyed your world, but it's better that you live in your fictional world where you're happy rather than turn it off and be sad. That's basically the end of the episode, right?
0: Well, yeah, that's like the story. And I think, it, you know, it's a it's a good story. I think that it, it's and I think that the fact that that uh, the, the what's her name? Taya, right? The girl uh, that that she is an original hologram. They admit this that like she, he didn't create her. She's a, a creation of his software and an evolution of the program. And so does
3: uh, have a baby?
0: Yeah, the holograms were pro- he he that he left the program open ended and they're not they're they're a little bit more sophisticated than holograms uh, by all accounts. This is a special technology that is uh, akin to transporters or replicators where there's an anti matter matter mixture going on here. Truths, but
1: where Odo uses the transporter. The guy's like, "Oh, where did he go?" Where
0: okay, he yeah, go? yeah. But there were some holes here, and I agree, Jamil, because yeah. there was the one point where he's like where did he go? But then they're like, Did you use, did you scan for transport signals? He's like, First thing I did. So you yeah, know what like, a transporter is. <laughs> First thing I did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought that too. I was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> so
0: it's either a flaw or, or he was just playing like, and he
2: moved the later, a nap. It's not even like it was later
1: in the episode.
0: <laughs>
2: Protector Coilus, his name was. Dude,
1: he is not protecting nothing. No. Kenneth
2: Mars. He couldn't I mean, even protect his scarf from disappearing. He couldn't even pronounce hologram properly.
0: A couple of holograms. Holograms.
2: holograms. No, <laughs> well, I'm a
0: hologram. That's something else. Okay.
3: I kind of want to bring up the scene with O'Brien and Jake, where O'Brien's like basically being his dad and he's like, Hey man, you just gotta tell your dad what you want to do. You know, he's kind of being like the or like cool uncle. Cool uncle dad. Yeah, um cool uncle cousin. Brian. He's he's <laughs> like, listen, if you want to do engineered stuff, you know, don't. You know, it sucks. <laughs> hey, Jeff, Jeff, let me ask you a question. I, what I, got, he a says, question. Is, I got a
1: question. To... My question is so far, we get more of O'Brien's backstory in this uh, episode to yes. pair with the previous episode with him and um, and, and uh, Julian. Uh, so he, yes, was, he was a, a cellist. Up, yes, a cellist dating a ballerina, right? Yes, yes.
3: And, he had it made. He had the world <laughs> in front of him.
1: Right. He gets an <laughs> invitation to what was the invitation to?
3: Uh, um. The all. Wait, he says the Al- Aldebaran Music Academy.
0: Yeah, Debron.
3: Aldebaran. Was that,
1: was that what the father of the ballerina was providing him, which he, he turned around and went to Starfleet?
0: I'm wondering if all these stories are BS, because
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> how can both I, these things be true? I agree, <laughs> Dave. I think, I, think
3: he's a, all time. I think he's a bullshit artist. I think I he really also, he's Remember a bullshit artist.
2: I when he told card, he made trips in a bottle? Circumstances. What? I can't what see do, him playing a cello under any circumstance. Yeah, like
0: when, when oh, it was an episode where he literally was playing the cello with Data. I'm sure of it. Oh, well, you sh- you find that for me, Dave.
2: Maybe.
3: because uh, um, exactly. I don't now I, that you
2: mention it? I think you might be right.
3: But it never once ever happens on DS9. It never shows it in his quarters, you know, sitting in the corner. Yeah, you know.
2: I always forget about Next Gen and No Brian. <laughs> yeah. But like
1: why can't give always. me you know what? Star Trek that's your next show. I want an O'Brien prequel series. All
2: right.
3: <laughs> Get him at what he was like as a cellist. He had who he was going against, the, the best Vulcans and the best uh, you know, whoever from around the Federation going Getting against O'Brien.
1: Darkly, you know, mess with some Cardies. You yeah. know, like that's what hmm. I want to see. Smash some
3: glasses Picard. on some heads.
1: I don't need Picard season two. I need a right, nobody he does. I to Brian.
3: No, we didn't need season one.
2: No.
1: Move we forward. thought we did. We Move were forward.
3: wrong.
2: What? <laughs>
0: there he is.
2: Holy <laughs> shit.
0: Oh, him and data. Do, does Call Meanie actually play the cello? Is that is that why this happened? Uh um, so. you
1: gotta look it up, Dave. You You've gotta got find. Okay, I,
2: I will mind. look
0: that up. But yeah. Yeah. I gotta, yeah, I gotta say that uh, O'Brien's story. Yeah, he was dating a ballerina. His dad wanted to be a cello player. He was going go to the Aldebaran Music Academy, which is not, which is on the on El or Delbra, because you know, like that the, the, that green stuff that Scotty likes to drink and get drunk on. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's called that's
0: Aldebaran whiskey. El so it's, it's the same planet. So that's where O'Brien would have went, but he said, "No, I want to go into Starfleet." And he, by all accounts, he said he went into Starfleet, knew nothing about engineering, was just like a, a, a guy, I guess, like whatever you want me to do. And like he almost got killed at like Three, had to fix a transporter, and then he got made a security officer, or a yes. security
3: leaf guy. And that's like, the but, only way you can ever fix anything is just
0: by intuition. Why Damn. would he want this? Why, 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 why would he enter Starfleet just to like okay? I'm gonna we'll go off to the Kardashian war. So,
1: to get locked down with the cello, the his ballerina girlfriend, and uh, be with the cello. They should have had a ballerina girlfriend come back and meet him. So,
3: King- so Cole Meany actually does play the cello, and he has written several. A classical pieces and has guest performed with the London Symphony Orchestra. So I think it was just a thing they shoehorned into O'Brien's character, which, because it does make no sense. Why would you be like this musician, drama, artsy, fartsy person and then go, hey, I want to go turn some wrenches, you know, working on warp cores? Well, no, no
2: and in the middle of a war. Like, well, you know, because you know, he does hate Cardassians and he may have wanted to just kill some.
0: Yeah. yeah, from that age, he's like, No, I, I, music is not in my heart. I need to go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know, Major I need to go. dumped him yeah. for Cardassian, and he was like, I'm gonna kick some Cardassians. Or I can't look at him more
0: a- from Cardassian. I had to go protect people from Cardassians.
1: I
3: can't kill a Cardassian with a bow.
1: <laughs> from the Cardassian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I see what you did there. I, I followed you, I walked you into the store, and then you just went right for it. Great job. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, 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 cashier out receipt. Yeah. Thank you very much um okay so what else was i gonna ask okay so what do you make of this relationship with the old man that is the guy that is the real guy uh that they they kind of grow to like like this guy but they kind of feel sorry for him too i think and what what did you make of those relationships um Jamil with dax odo and the old man i forget his name room again, room again.
1: the relationship Meh. Look, look I'm, I'm telling you, I I today I watched this episode. I came home from work, I sat down, started watching the episode, fell asleep. I then went and got something to eat, tried watching the episode, fell asleep. I had to watch the show in 1.5 speed to get through it, to kind of trick my brain into stuff as much story as possible in it before the lights sh- shut down again. Right, and I was able to sneak through it. I was barely able to make it through. What this do you
3: mean they they only waste like three and a half minutes, like looking for berries in the forest? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the part that's boring, right? The investigation is boring, right? The conversations are boring, right? You
0: watch uh, them too fast. You watch them at one point five speed.
3: That's, we
1: have any way I get through it? <laughs>
0: We haven't even
3: talked about the Kira and Vedic Borile seed. Like yeah, and like I they're all... Jeez. I mean, not... it, really, it really is boring. I mean, it's more it might be the most boring thing about this episode. I forgot it was in the episode.
0: What a man. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> oh man. A religious man. Talk spring Springball? Let's go play Springball. Oh.
2: Yeah. Ryle. I love
0: Pajor and Lilacs.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. It's boring. I hate the romance. I hate it all, Jeff. It's the worst
3: ain't, part of this. Out. I mean, it was, it's important because you know, something's going to happen to him later, and uh, it's going to be sort of important.
0: They're going to write him off the show because no one likes him.
3: Yeah, but Kira won't be very happy about it.
2: Yeah, she's all right. She'll get over it several times.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's true, because he'll come back. Okay. Um I don't even know where to go with this, guys. Uh Dave, like where where do you kind of where does this all kind of come into a bow for you with this episode? I mean, it's kind of a Dax Odo episode, which is Is kind of strange.
1: Dax in it? What does Dax do in this episode? Nothing, but she's there. She's there. Like the, the,
0: the whole plot, um, could have like the whole plot with uh Dax and Odo and in the in the village and everything that could have been given to any Star Trek show that could have been given to a Voyager, that could have been given to a next gen, it wouldn't have mattered, right? There's some interesting dynamics here with Kira and Quark. I guess they tried to make this sort of like the sort of backup adversary to quirk they will re-explore this a few times but i don't think that they have some chemistry together but it's she on in, in the rewatches i think she comes across way worse but i think at the time she probably seemed more heroic um in the in the initial take on it and then the whole story with like jake i think if you're if he, he's a main cast member so i think that this is the direction to go with his character. They will, de- you know, it will, I think it gets better with Jake. I started to like Jake more as he gets, once he gets out of these like onesie unitard things, <laughs> he gets a, he gets better. Um And, uh, you know, a little whinier though. um He's training
1: the running man, don't you know?
0: He'll do the running man. He's running from explosions and whatever. I'm like, you should not be in Starfleet, Jake. <laughs> uh, not, you should stick to writing. Uh, but it's, it's fine. I think it's memorable. I think this is a memorable season two episode. Uh, but it's slim pickings in this season, as you know. So uh, for me, it doesn't do me.
3: It doesn't do much for me. Um, it, it just kind like you said, it could have been literally a Voyager or a TNG. Uh, it could have been an Enterprise episode for God's sakes, and you would not have cared. Uh, it, it's just kind of like you know, it, yeah, like it, it's just you kind of like two characters show up on a planet. It's it ends up being like one guy projecting a hologram thing. Any star trek you know episode could have did this story and And they
0: did jeff guess what they did they recycled this story in a show called star trek enterprise who recycled so many storylines from next gen ds9 and voyager which was my biggest criticism of that show is that they um that's why i really tuned out i was like you're just serving me the same shit again that you that like, I've seen this episode, I've seen this story. You're just you're saying, and Odo, because they brought Rene Aubergenois back, right? And he basically, in that Enterprise episode, plays another alien who is taking the place of this uh older guy, Rumigan, uh, who's who you know is is, is a similar type of, of a character or or or, or figure. Well, it's maybe ble- that's it.
3: Maybe that's it. Maybe like Renee Oprech really loved this story for whatever reason. He was like,
0: I really want to do it, and then he's like, I want to do it again. Let's do it again. You know, I just think he wanted a job. I think that I I think that when they moved, when they went into the Enterprise area, I think they were assuming that they were going after this like you uh, what would become like the CW audience, right? And uh, like the at the time the WB that maybe fans like us had already tuned out, which I think largely we had. Um, yeah. But so, hey, I can just serve you the same story that I served to the crowd in years ago because it's a new generation, but it really kind of wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't really supposed to be that. It was supposed to kind of be for well, everybody.
3: It hadn't been long enough. And yeah. that's why, like, Star Trek should have done the next next generation now, because it's been long enough since the next generation, you know. Uh, instead we get discovery. Yeah.
0: Which. so like there were some next gen episodes that were like remakes of original series sort of like you know in the first season but they weren't really successful they um, they
2: were really remakes they they had like some of the same ideas but they did change them enough that they're not i i can't think of any episodes that are like that strike me as the same between naked
0: now and naked time or whatever it's called uh and then want to get drunk? Okay,
2: but that is an actual callback to the show. Like right. they acknowledge that in the show. <laughs>
0: that's the most direct. That's the most obvious one. But there's other like more subtle examples. And then they, you know, D Space Nine would do it more because they weren't as they they were more they were trying to distance themselves more from Next Gen than from original series. Yeah, so yeah. they would they would do way way more original series references um, and yep. stuff like that. So you have to almost skip a generation. Okay.
3: Uh all right. Um uh, moving on. Uh we're talking about Shadowplay here on D699-ish. Jameel. I need your hot take here. I need I need uh why I already asked Kevin kind of this question, but why Dax? Is she hitting on Odo a little bit at the
0: beginning of this episode?
1: She's testing waters. She's testing and waters
0: awesome. She wants to know if he's a she's a, if he's a virgin.
1: Yeah. And she's like, "Am I gonna take this? Am I take it? She has like, as I mentioned, the notches on her bed. She probably has like a a trill checklist. And she's like, seven genera, seven um different lifetimes. No changelings yet. Wants to check that off.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she was willing to have sex with more, more yeah. Um... Well, she was
0: willing to go on a date with Morn. I don't, you know. It's...
3: Wow. She said she thought he was cute with his whiskers.
2: That's nineties talk for sex, Dave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, 90s,
3: that's Becker talk. That's f- that's central perk. <laughs> yeah, um, like I,
0: I I think that this episode is 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 good. I think René Aubergeon was good. I think that there's some of the music accompaniment works in those scenes. I think that there's strong emotion from I, I, Terry Farrell as Dax is the is the weakest of that storyline in that in that acting group, even the, the protector coiless gives a better performance, you know, like she, she seems a little bit out of her element and she's just kind of doing what the lines they give her and she does them fine, but it's, it's, it's not like she's most, she's most got at home in that runabout with just Renee version one, that one scene where she's trying to be like, she's she's pushing his buttons she's sort of being annoying she's prying she's trying to get the gossip on him but it's kind of showing him how vulnerable he is how lonely he is uh as a person you know that he, the
2: beginning of her antagonizing him remember later on he gets mad because she sneaks into his quarters and moves stuff
0: <laughs> yeah like that yeah, like yeah yeah because still that, that's a good point that but like yeah, they, they, they would continue this
2: there's a lot of stuff going on with Dax that we never see. We right. just hear about it. It's yeah, true. there's all
0: this stuff but she does behind the scenes. She plays tango all night. She's she's messing with uh, you know
2: um, anybody.
0: Anybody. She marries Wharf, you know, and like that's kind of out of out of nowhere, right? So it's a uh, she's a great character. It uh, makes me sad knowing where she she dies. Not Terry Farrell. She's she's still doesn't there. make me sad at all. Uh...
3: Uh, it was fine uh this uh, these it's not like i look back on an episode like this and go oh wow what a great use of dax
0: you know <laughs> not now but, but it's a little bit it's a, there's there, because there's good stuff that comes after these little things do add up in some ways that they, you know, you can get a little bit of joy but overall the it doesn't make the episode more than it is which if it's just kind look, of
3: look david we're we're up to season you know, to episode sixteen or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. All I know about Dax is she likes to have sex. She'll basically have sex with anything and whatever she.
0: That's not, okay, I think that's taking it a little far. I don't think. You can... <laughs>
1: Maybe she. I think she likes to have sex. I think we can... We can protect. Talk...
0: What but I'm trying to she say, say is, with or...
2: anything, but she considers it. Without... Well, trying to... that's she would I'm be saying.
0: open-minded. She... she would be open-minded.
3: She's, <laughs> She's open-minded, and yeah, that's, that's what I'm I, trying to say. Fair. Yeah.
2: Okay, and. So, and
3: nor often when an episode has started with her, it's like either her talking to Kira or she's talking to Cisco about it, or and then I was like, okay, the, the, here, here, here she is with Odo, the one guy who doesn't have sex or doesn't care about anything like that. And still, you know, she, that's what their conversation was about, which I thought was really interesting because I'm like, that, like, who is Dax? Like, Like I feel like we know way more about Kira. I feel like we know way more about Cisco. About. Most of the other characters on on the show so far, and Dax is like this one character, like you said, like oh, she's playing Tonga. oh, she's really into Klingon stuff, oh, she's like got all these different like you know seven personalities that uh, you know has all these different lifetime of knowledge, but like we don't really know who, who she is and what she does. I feel she like she says she you know?
0: has a she said you know she talks about uh in the um when they stole her symbiote right in the first season or whatever it was where. Uh, she says I got a mother and a sister who live productive lives, as non joint trill and whatever. And but when she gets married, they don't even come to the wedding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Normies, I ain't I ain't inviting them. Yeah. It's a Klingon
0: Klingon wedding. wedding. It was a Klingon (laughs) wedding on a space station.
2: I I I think too. Unfortunately, they actually spend more time trying to develop Esri's character than they ever did Dax.
0: I agree. Yes, I, I we know agree. way more about Ezri. We know about that's her right. life. We know her, we met her siblings. We, we all this yes. kind of stuff. Dax is and, this
3: mysterious character. Dax. Dax. Yeah, is like this mysterious, like hot science officer that is like friends with everybody. Everybody loves her, and then she dies tragically and it's this um like character that i feel like if she hadn't died i i feel like
0: she, it would have been all right like i
3: mean we would have got a few more episodes of her and clang her and wharf arguing
0: it would have uh, been fine like i i it yeah. sucked <laughs> that she left the show when she did like it would have okay. sucked if any of them left like you know if like if 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 call had left at end of season six and wasn't there for season seven that wouldn't have been as good Like, so she was part of this group, and she, I agree, yeah, and she should have been there till the end. It was one more season, like, what the you know, it's like, uh, she they they could have found a way to keep her in the show and go her to go do Becker, too. They could have found a way, I think, if they really wanted to, like, they just would have they could have reduced her amount.
3: Even she um, didn't want to go do Becker, I mean, and they didn't want to do
0: it. Play. They they knew they could also. It was probably budgetary. They knew that they could pay Nicole DeBoer a lot less than they would have to pay Terry Farrell for a seventh season, mm-hmm. and like and they're they're like and it will give us a chance to write new stories with Dax. So great, let's just do that. You plus, know, like,
3: that yeah, plus, yeah, I think they had. In my opinion, I feel like they had run out of stuff with her with Zendaya as a back. Like the, her backstory is like non-existent compared to Ezri, like we've just mentioned. And I feel like by the time they got to the end of season six and they're going into season seven, really all they had was was her and Worf, and it would have been basically like comedic, romantic, it would have been like rom-com scenes, you know? Because it was. If you watch the end of season six, it's all rom-com stuff between Worf and Dax. And, uh, you know, so I feel like it, made, it gave Worf also a great opportunity to... To like grieve and have a bunch of episodes where, like, they had something like, they had, to, like I, you know, I'll there fight was that
0: a battle with you in two years, Jeff. When we talk about that episode or whatever it is, but uh, when
3: yeah. they go to Silvacore and they have to avenge the soul of Jinzia Dex, um,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> not not a favorite of daves no um, like it makes me i i grieve but not because of this episode not because she's good in this episode she becomes more than this um you know and it's something to say that if you're patient with a show like you can get gold out of it but because we know that it gets better than this this is not she's she's kind of blah in this um and just to say we know a ton more about Curzon than Jadzia, Yeah right well, like for we, sure. we yeah. um I, you know, like they, I think that's kind of like the unfortunate thing is when Jezik comes in, uh, Cisco's like, "Oh, yeah, I knew you as Kurz on Dax." So, blah, 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 and that's what they talk about all the time. So, a ton of like her character development time, her her share of the season gets used up by that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're going to talk about it at all. Not about like when I was a girl and I was going to you know college and learning exobiology, whatever the heck she did before she became a joined one, right? They they talk about it a little, but it throw it's in, way later. It's way later yeah. in the show,
3: and they also just throw it in like like a little sentence like that, and then they just you know. Whereas most of the time, you're right. It's all about Curzon or one of her other hosts or you know something like that, right? With 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 Jadia, so. Yeah, for sure. And this uh, this episode, like, I feel like a lot of the other. If you plop Jacoté in there, Ugh. slice breads. We, we play this episode. Oh, oh, sorry, you're back. You're back. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you pop a different Star Trek character into into you know the Odo and Dax roles here, I mean, the it's really the. It would. Lead, you could literally have this, those characters deliver the same dialogue. It's a vanilla story, you know. It really is. Yeah, you could. You could
0: have put uh, Worf and Data in this story instead, or you All could have right. put um, I don't know, like Tuvok so, and Seven of Nine, or something. I don't know. Like there's, 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 there's many very... I need
1: to find some more vegetables on this planet for the yeah, throw Neelix snow. in there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What do you think about jake's onesie in this episode he's got two yeah. maroon stripes going on he's got a belt stripe and a- he got a
0: combat at least his dad was happy he got, he got the combat hey, he combat
3: yeah he's going to be like a wesley crusher that's what they he give it to him. him he's
0: like it's standard for all he- station personnel so you know
3: i think jake is like i don't want to be wesley crusher
0: <laughs> <laughs> no we're like we don't want you to be wesley crusher either um and we learned a, bit, a little bit about those rods, those isolinear rods. Red ones are for library uh, information.
3: Jody has a, a, a comment here, guys. He says, Dax was never that interesting, only her previous lives. I think yeah. it would be, a, but he actually said pervious.
0: Well, interesting. Uh, they, they didn't tell us anything about her. Uh, like much other than, other than that episode Dax, which happened in the first season, it happened early, and they're like, yeah, before you were joined, you did all these great things, right? Yep. And I was a different, I was my own person. So if you kill Dax, you also kill Zier, and therefore uh, that you know you're holding somebody accountable for something they didn't do. And so, um, and so they they gave us all this kind of information, but they never paid it off. You know, like, like um, very well. It was always like, oh, when I was Kurzan I banged a lot of. Yeah, or whatever. but <laughs> it was,
3: uh... yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Like uh, l- 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 as we talked about before, that I think Dax's character, like all her other hosts, are so like they go oh, into such detail. And what was with Jadia, We just like like like, like again like w- whenever there's a moment with her and another character, it's ever like. Hey, look, when I was on Trill, or like it was a backstory about her parents, or anything like usually, um, it's always like, Hey, who who do you think's cute? And (laughs) (laughs) you know, I find it interesting that her character's written that way, it's almost like they didn't know what to do with her. Uh, that's what I noticed when I watched, they don't know what to
0: do with their hair at all. It keeps going like bigger until we get to like season three, episode one, it's gonna get way worse.
3: It, 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 her yeah, like her bun is like almost as tall as like her forehead. It's
0: like Bride of Frankenstein time. Times yeah. she, she, you know, she
3: could be in, like freaking
2: Adam's family, dude. Like,
0: <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> was going on? Like, I get you were just wear your your hair back, but it's like she's got a can of hairspray or something going. It's on.
2: almost like she had a hat under her hair.
0: Is Jamil is Jameel with us?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: he got him. He got him. What a guy.
2: <laughs>
1: You guys discussion is the best thing about Star Trek today. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly.
0: Right. The, uh, we're breaking down this episode, Jamil. Shadow play.
3: We're breaking down barriers.
0: We're breaking down
3: shadows.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. You just see me drift. <laughs> like drift. Oh my gosh. We you know what we storyline we
0: haven't talked about enough? Uh, Kira and Brile. Gosh. Okay,
3: can
1: we I talk don't... about
0: Springball?
3: I thought we talked about it like literally more than we should have.
0: Is spring ball, is that more like soccer or is that more like racquetball?
3: I think it's like racquetball. Squash. Let's say it's like
0: squash. Because you can play it in a Uh, Cardassian occupation refugee camp. Even a really bad one, which is where Burial's applied to have been from, right?
1: squash because you know she had the headband on. She Uh, She
0: had the headband, but he didn't have a headband.
1: Yeah, that's why he lost. Maybe he took
0: off the headband. No. What about
3: what about the scene here guys with Odo where he's talking about like when people found out like I was a changeling, they always asked me to like do different things, but they never really liked me. And they just liked what I could do. Great scene. Great scene. I think yep. it was good.
2: I think my neighbor Jean is he excellent. And He realizes that she does like him and then he changes for her. <laughs> he resists the whole time.
0: Yeah, sure. like I think that if she, if she, if the girl, if the the one playing the girl wasn't as good as she is in it, I and I think the way he re- plays off of it, I don't. And then and then there's also like this this music that is kind of what drives the emotion of it. Like it it all works together, um, and pretty well. It holds up, I think. You know, even for she what must it is,
1: nominated for like a young child award for performance.
0: Yeah, like what's her name again? It's uh noly thornton i don't know if she went on to do much in her adult life but she
1: became lady gaga
0: yeah she went on to voice work it says here more and stuff like that good for her yeah yeah anyway i'm not. it's the biz on noly thornton <clears throat> drink that whole bottle Jamil robinson we're talking about kira now uh. who's better Kira or dax
1: they get Kira more to do. Kira would be proud of uh, Dax. Would be proud of her at the end where she's like, "I stuck it to oh, Quark." No, I yeah, I stuck it to. <laughs> I, she, that's later on. Um, I stuck it to uh, to Quark, and then I stuck it to Ferrell.
0: yeah, she still she got got her cake in eighty two, right? She so, like she she
1: Quarks to tell him off. She's like wait here, I got business to deal with Quark, and then she goes across the way,
2: tells off Quark, and then goes back
1: to him. To I do
2: Lord, be like, I caught you, and I got laid a bunch. It <laughs> was a good day Bye. for Kira. <laughs>
3: Kira a- it was
0: a good day for Kira. That moment's good. I think that uh, the fact that, that Quark bribed that priest to bring bryal there in the first place was kind of clever writing in you know it's better on paper than i think it was an execution because i just yeah
3: i don't think the episode was as well executed as far as what it want to accomplish but it, it, it had some okay moments you I know enjoyed
2: it. not much yeah. happens really yeah
3: yeah that's it not much happens
1: if you verbally told me what this episode <laughs> was about i would say this sounds kind of interesting. I could see that you can get a lot of work done, but then it's in execution. It is boring.
0: Okay, but would you do you agree with Jody's statement here where he says, like Discovery, you should have started on season three. So would you skip all this? If if you could throw it away and we just we start season three with what it is, uh where where Cisco's gonna show up at the station with the Defiant and we and you they don't explain anything. We're just here we go. Would you like it better?
3: I think if you put season one and season two into one season and took out all the bad episodes, I think you could do that. But
0: so you wouldn't throw out you. Would you throw the baby out with the bathwater, if you will, like so to speak, like to uh, uh, it? What was the juice worth the squeeze in all these episodes? We're almost done the second season, you know. The juice. The juice
1: was.
2: Sorry, I don't think I don't think so because. A lot of star trek fans dropped off of this show in the first two seasons and didn't yeah. watch
0: it. right Thank they self-included at the time like i i wasn't really devoutly watching deep space nine until Worf came into the show and then i was kind of back in right uh and and until the end of it
3: also well, you gotta remember
2: at this time next gen was doing some really great episodes as well and right they didn't really measure up
3: you can tell deep space nine is treading water here in season two where they are just a show trucking along, waiting for the next generation to, to, for next generation to end, so they can take all their writers and their right. producers, and and actually you know really integrate them into their show. Because right now I just think they were getting all like the D scripts from TNG, and they're like, here you go, go make a. Story on the Gamma Quadrant about holograms or something, <laughs> and maybe like you know Odo has a nice moment, and, and then you have Dax, she, she'll be there,
0: and get Kira. She's yeah. she's dating the the priest man, for a you know, get,
3: get Kira to tell off Cork. They've had Odo telling Cork off the whole time. Get Kira to do it. Maybe we'll do That's that
0: backup. She's backup Odo.
3: Maybe and then meanwhile <laughs> she'll be banging Vedic Parial. Okay, and then and then maybe you know oh I got an idea, Jake doesn't want to go to Starfleet Academy, but his dad really does. So like, he got that whole thing, and then that's an episode. That's so, this episode.
1: Where's the storyline? Jeff, what's <laughs> the E storyline for this episode? Do you remember what, what the storyline is?
3: Wait. What's the A storyline? Yeah. The A storyline is
0: the oh, no, Dax. E, e letter E. e. The okay. E storyline. E. Well, we skipped okay. over D. What's the D storyline?
1: Uh, the D we already talked about is Dax... Dak's getting some D, right? Oh, that's, D
0: okay. D oh. <laughs> that's cool, right. Yeah. the D storyline? Okay. D
1: storyline. The D storyline is Bashir and his surveillance oh. work. Oh yeah,
0: we get that one scene with Bashir. We forgot all about it. But <laughs> I, wish uh,
1: you here.
0: I would be happy to spy on him for you. I garrick has been to- teaching me how to spy. Is Bashir in this episode? He
2: when, is. When, and yeah.
0: You you probably went for a, a piss, Jeff, and you missed. Him. I uh, win.
2: The smile on Kira's face and that laugh after he says that shit—you <laughs> know—that's played perfectly. That's you're such an idiot. Like he's he's
0: like the one that everybody hates. He's like the you know like everybody She she's like okay, I will like invite you to my birthday party if you spy a cork for me. I like, am happy to do it. I'm just you know.
1: For years on this, yeah. so got he wants friend.
0: to be James Bond, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh,
3: this scene, yes, yes, I know what you're
0: talking about.
1: Yes. It's totally ineffective.
0: Yeah, he's like, I'd happy to be happy to do it for. You. She's like, well, not spy on him, like, like she's trying to downplay it. He's like, no, 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 I'm in.
3: Kira does this a lot, and we'll see it coming up throughout the sh- the series. How many times does Kira go behind people's backs to do some like shady stuff? like she does like she like whenever like she like does it to Odo at one point she does it to Cisco like
1: she doesn't do any shady stuff she basically gets him out of her hair
3: no no not here but like yeah uh, yeah later on like she definitely does like
0: okay, okay oh. no i'm i'm here
1: um
3: okay Anything else, guys? Can we move on to fun facts, or should we do fun I facts? Think I,
0: I, I think we broke down all three storylines as much as in terms of what we saw. So, yeah, we can move on.
2: And, and some that aren't even in this episode.
0: All right. Like fun the cellos. Fun. Brian, play the cello. Fun facts fun with Jeff.
3: Fun. With Jeff. Fun. With Jeff. <laughs> Okay, uh, O'Brien mentions having studied to be a musician before joining Starfleet. He played the cello in The Next Generation, which Dave showed us earlier. In a scene cut from the aired episode, it was mentioned that there was an incident on Brinda 5 where half the population of a village disappeared and that it was later found that they had been abducted by Orions to work as slaves in their mining camps. Ooh. Uh. The set for The Colony was a modified version of that scene in the Next Generation episode, Thine Own Self. They're even reusing the sets, guys. This episode was originally to be titled Persistence of Vision, a title later used for a Voyager episode. Writer Robert Hewitt Wolfe's original idea involved Dax and O'Brien trapped on an alien planet. They escaped from the prison, but as They attempt to leave the planet. They discover they are, in fact, still in the prison. They escape again and this time make it back to Deep Space Nine, but neither of them are entirely convinced that they are, in fact, free and probably never will be. Why didn't we get that episode? Inception. What?
1: It's Inception.
3: I said, why didn't we get that episode? That episode would have been good. Instead, we get... uh, Odo crying over a hologram. Okay. Are you saying
0: that the choices <laughs> would be this or Inception? The, that that was like the fork in the road, and they went this way.
3: Yeah. No, that they they were originally going to do an episode where they're like in a prison, and then they break out of the prison, only to find out they actually aren't out of the prison, and then they make it all the way back back to DC's nine, and then like the cliffhanger is like, oh, did they actually make it out of the prison, or, or are they still back oh, on the I planet? Oh, That was sweet, you
1: know. Inception. Uh,
0: well, when the next episode picked up, we would know that they did.
3: <laughs> right. Right. But, yeah. why
0: they didn't do it.
2: But you'd have a whole week to think about it. Dave. Yeah.
0: Mm. It would be even weirder when they don't address it on the pickup of the next episode. And then
3: there will be a spinning top. <laughs> and we'll wonder will it topple? Um, okay. Uh, Noli Thornton, who plays Taya had previously appeared as Clara Sutter in the Next Generation episode, Imaginary Friend, which we mentioned earlier as well. As Dax, Odo, and Taya investigate the valley, taya tells the story of a shapeshifter that is challenged to transform into a loaf of bread, does so, and is eaten by his challenger. This bears a striking resemblance to the Puss in Boots fairy tale recorded by Frenchman Charles Perrault in the tale the booted cat tricks an ogre who can change his shape into a chain into changing into a mouse and eats him
0: so what are they trying to say that fairy tales on every planet are effed up and they want to eat gobble them up or whatever like turn into bread and be eaten (laughs) yeah
3: and in the gamma quadrant they're real Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) true this episode establishes that Major Kira has two brothers. You see, see how we learned something about Kira, even though there was very little going on with Kira in this episode? We still learn
2: something about her. Well, they did. pay it off too, right? Never like we stopped hearing of it.
0: <laughs> I, and we're, the episode later on where remember where she went back in time and saw her mom having the thing with right. caught yeah. Right? We That's saw right. the two brothers were there. That's right. So, so they kept faithful to that plus we had the five years uh flashback scene with Odo earlier this season so they they do way more with Kira um, in her character but she doesn't have this whole seven lifetime backstory and she also is kind of on her home turf uh, in in near Bajor more
2: so than yeah. the rest of
3: them yeah but I feel like her character is way more developed than oh, yeah. than than the Dax character uh, For sure. O'Brien says his father introduces him as Senior Chief Specialist Miles Edward O'Brien. In the U.S. Navy, Senior Chief Petty Officer is an enlisted rank. In Star Trek, it is the first reference to O'Brien's full rank. This changes, however, a year and a half later in Hippocratic Oath, when... Goren Agar identifies O'Brien as a Chief Petty Officer, which is one step down from a Senior Chief. However, this could be attributed to O'Brien's father's deli- uh, deliberately exaggerating or the U.S. Navy pr- uh, practice of all grades of Chief Petty Officer being considered part of the Chief Petty Officer community. That was a lot of Chief Petty Officers, I had to say.
0: <laughs> right. Well, it's kind of like how you would call a Lieutenant Commander just a commander sort of by short. That's all. It really means uh, you like you sort of you can default or um, you don't have to sit. when you say lieutenant junior grade, you can kind of drop the junior grade.
3: Part. He's not a full chief, but you still can call him chief because chief's in the name. OK, uh, Robert Hewitt Wolf is extremely proud of this story, particularly the thematic connections between A, B and C stories and also G D E F G J N and Q stories. Were was they, all
1: three a... of
0: these worthy of the title shadow play.
3: Yeah, all 10 of them were. Um, okay, so this episode marks the first reference to the Bajoran sport of spring ball in the series, Dave, your beloved sport, spring ball.
0: It's not my beloved. If You can play. like, I, I just want to know more about it.
3: You want to play? Um, <laughs> you Ken- want to wear a
2: headband. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: right. <laughs> Kenneth Toby, who plays Rorigan, is one of Iris Stephen Bear's all-time favorite actors.
0: Is okay. that why he was cast? I'm guessing.
3: I'm guessing that didn't hurt. <laughs> uh, René Renoir and Kenneth Mars both provided voices for Disney's The Little Mermaid in 1989. Renoir voiced Lois, the French chef, and Mars voiced Ariel's father, King Triton. I didn't know Odo did voices in Little Mermaid. The- I did
1: not know that either you you watch it and you you will absolutely zone in on his voice
3: okay so this marks the third and final reference to the dominion before they are finally encountered in the gemhadar which will come at the end of the season and that's it for
0: fun, fun, facts, fun with jeff, facts
3: with jeff fun
0: with jeff facts. with jeff fun with jeff <sighs> Okay, well let's get to ratings with Dave. So (laughs) that was a lot less epic.
3: (laughs) Moving on to ratings with Dave. Um (laughs) let me bring up my 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 spreadsheet.
0: Who wants to see a big spreadsheet? Averages will be calculated. Hold on to your seats, everybody.
3: what is your rough median average based off all your Star Trek votes? Mm.
0: We have a bell curve going on here. Let's get this going. So uh Shadow Play. Uh Kevin, do you want to go first?
2: Sure. Uh give it a five. Middle of the road. Uh, did Ashley give you a rating? She did not.
0: All right. Let's move on to. you say all right Uh, Jeff four four okay I'm going seven and a half (laughs)
1: I'm sorry episode but if it bores me that's the worst thing you can do seven and a half
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it not oh, worthy
2: only oh, kevin gave it I a passing it for this episode
0: it has a 7.4 on imdb but i didn't know that till a second ago um so well you disagree with my with my choice
2: obviously hey. i gave it a five you <laughs> can say
3: and rate it however you want to rate it um <laughs>
0: we all disagree with
2: each
3: other <laughs> yeah, it's okay yeah.
0: that's why we have averages don't worry things level out oh, i thought uh, it was the
3: worst well yeah i guess yeah
0: so 5.3 is what this gets uh overall that, that's below average still well below average uh it has a, a 7.4 on imdb which is above average so a lot of the audience agrees with me everybody that this is not that bad of an episode um, and it has a uh, six point three, which is a lot of Star Trek average. nerds
3: that took the time to actually vote on IMDb everybody. on Shadow Play.
0: There are some big Shadow Play, not maybe enthusiasts, but they think it's pretty good.
3: Yeah, fourteen hundred and fifty all fifty-six of them. All all those people that took the time to to vote this. Um, yeah. That's not
0: that many. Uh, no. In the grand scheme of things, it's not. No. Very few. Um, So, what do we have next, Jeff? We have Playing God is the next episode.
3: That's correct. Playing God is about a Trill named Arjun who comes to DS Nine to learn what it is to be a Trill with a symbiont.
0: This is like crazy. We were saying we we need more Dax character development, and guess what? We're going to
2: to get. We're going to get Arjun character development. We're (laughs) We're going
1: to
0: get
3: Arjun, and then we're going to talk about some of the of Dax's hosts.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. Uh, with a symbiont, but finds his teacher Dax to be less than uh, than he expected. Yeah, so we're gonna get a bunch of Dax stuff, but it's really not gonna be about Dax at all. It's gonna be, you know, Dax explaining who this guy is. Uh, okay. Uh, this is season two, we're getting through it, guys. Uh, episode seventeen is next. We're we're yeah, we're paddling along. Row 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 your boat. Uh, d- gently down the stream here as we continue this three and a half year journey, uh, talking about this show. We're almost there, guys. Once we turn that corner and it's season three,
2: uh, I think I don't know. I- you got to remember, I just finished watching all of this in a row with Ashley. Um, every season has strings of episodes that are uh, less than not
0: six. quite as good, yeah, yes, for sure,
3: they do. <laughs> uh, but this isn't sweeps
0: week. They weren't worried well, about the <laughs> yeah.
3: when things get going in season three and season four. I think we're really gonna get excited because we're gonna get out of this monster of the week episode format, which is what we don't. That's not what DS9 is known for. We keep getting TNG light right now here in season one and two, and once we break out of TNG, that whole mold of what Star Trek is, um we're going to get some great things so uh let's go we're going to plug some things here coming up here on our channel the Long yeah. podcast and uh super bros podcasting uh, we're, we're talking about all sorts of different things coming out this week tomorrow we got ted's Trek. dave uh i picked out the episode this week we're doing a time uh mm-hmm. kevin jamil a time what do you think
2: it's great, great
1: see yeah. kevin same way. The
2: music is the best part of the episode. The music's so good of yeah. that. Yeah.
0: yeah. That we've never done on a radio theater, but it would be I would have to pull all that music. That would oh, be fine have, for sure. Yeah. With,
2: yeah. Kazoo's
1: Kazoo. With Kazoo's friend.
2: Kazoo's. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay so that's wednesday uh ted check uh, we're doing a mock time uh on thursdays they're they're still covering uh star trek discovery what episode number are you on uh right now dave
0: going into 10 we're finishing up uh this week the second of the two-parter terra firma uh it is uh they uh, well i don't want to spoil too much about season three but we might be back in some mirror universe uh activity here there's a, and and uh, this um this season of Star Trek Discovery, quite a bit going on, lots to digest each week. If you're a fan of the bigger universe, the canon, the, the lore, they are going in new directions. And so if you just kind of want to know what's going on in the 32nd century, it's kind of interesting to check it out. So uh, check that out. Thursday night, 1020, Adam and Michael and I.
3: Okay, and also, uh, be sure to, uh, if you haven't caught our performance of Star Trek 4, um, uh, uh, was it a new, a voyage home. Uh, yeah, uh, if you haven't caught that performance, it's over there on the Live and Podcast on the Facebook page, on the YouTube page. You can catch uh, and re-listen to a great reenactment. It only took us about two hours, three hours, two to three hours to do it, but it was totally worth it because... Uh,
1: okay.
0: What's that? There's a radio edit, Jeff. There's a radio edit, and it's only two hours and four minutes the whole listen. So it's a lot more. Took out like after you like you know you tighten it up a bit like the episode it, it plays quite uh quite quite quickly.
3: It chops down some fat. How like was it like an extra forty minutes you chopped down?
0: It was like probably like uh, no more like twenty, I'd say. Oh wow. twenty That's minutes.
1: Cool. Nice. Yeah, uh,
0: because there was time we were off the air like prepping and getting ready, but it wasn't right right okay uh do we have any more radio theater coming up or we're on hiatus well we we just finished up season one season two will start in 2021 which is only a month away we just haven't picked our uh our season one two debut so uh it's it's you know but we're, we're just for, for for those of us who develop posters and scripts each week and all that it's like hey it's you know we had a 25 week in a row rod we need a break <laughs> for christmas so right, this, okay. Uh,
1: this is the perfect time for people who missed out on episodes to go back and and fill in the gaps. Right. Yeah. And another
3: another show uh, that you can go back and watch is Trivial Debates. If you want to watch Chris Seymour lose every time, <laughs> uh, uh, you Trivial Debates is the show for you.
0: You want to see the Washington Wizards of Trivial yeah. Debates? I think wow. it's Chris Seymour.
1: <laughs> okay. You
3: want to see the Cleveland Browns of <laughs> Trivial Debates?
1: Speaking of Charlie Brown and Lucy in the football.
0: <laughs> Branford's own, Chris Seymour.
2: I got a nice music question. The only difference is that with Seymour, Lucy holds the ball and he just misses it anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm disqualifying you from this question. Oh,
3: uh, well, I think that's it. So, uh, is there any trivial debates coming up? Uh, I w- I
0: there is one. There's going to be one this month. Jody's hosting, and uh, I know Eamon's on it. So,
1: okay, but, uh, awesome. But uh, the on. other two
0: contestants to be booked. Are you competing? I don't think. I don't know. If I, I don't think I'm going to go head to head with Eamon. Oh. So, uh, I but I will. Uh, but maybe um, uh, I think Adam's going to go in, maybe, and we'll see who the next one is. So. Well, uh, yeah, we would need Chris in there. Chris, Adam, and Eamon. I don't know. This It wouldn't be fair. I, I, <laughs> 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 he's already dead. He's yeah, already just... done.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: No, no uh, check.
1: I think Adam, like, next time he's on, he's, he's like, he's really found his groove at the uh, latter part of the. The competition. Yeah,
0: because he never listened to the show or knew what it was, so he was kind of figuring out how it worked as we were going.
1: A good, like, a good tip: listen to the show prior to be on it. Just a suggestion. <laughs> uh, so. Jody's okay. tough.
0: Jody's tough. Jody's. Jody's. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's gonna make year in it. So yep. I, oh, we, we, we will do that at the end of this month. Uh, I just haven't uh, picked the uh, the day in, but we will. Yep. Jody's Super Mario Brothers podcast.
1: Check that out too.
3: Superman yeah, we you know, we're kinda waiting for a show to come back that we like, but we will eventually be doing a Mr. Robot rewatch. Uh but you know, Josh Oster
0: wants us to cover the challenge, Jeff. But I don't think we have.
3: That's too much work. Uh, I mean, even covering Big Brother is is tough. But doing the challenge
1: is just like we have Big Brother Canada coming up in the. Company. We have
0: Big Brother Canada coming, Jeff.
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, I can do Big Brother Canada. I can't do Big Brother Australia or UK or any of that cool. Survivor Australia or any of that cool. stuff. That's too much.
1: What about the circle? No.
0: The circle was good. <laughs> I liked the circle. The circle. If the circle comes, I want to do the circle. Kevin, you want to do the circle?
2: No.
1: <laughs> it's like no. Right. I'm guy. Of my life, not watching the circle. <laughs> that guy looks
3: like he's got a nice toothbrush. Shoot me. Shoot me. <laughs>
0: I think Donald Trump should do the circle next. Like you really trying to convince somebody he's not Donald Trump? Yeah,
3: catfish. catfish. Yeah, that'd Maybe be catfish.
0: Ooh, that's what he does. Uh, anyway, sorry, not to get political
3: uh okay for all of us here at live like a podcast deep space nine to nine ish is...
1: good oh so, so buttery smooth uh, uh, oh thank you